Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Today we're going to talk about Mighty God. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, last week we learned that in the first books of the Bible, the 39 books of the Bible, the Old Testament, God was dealing with judgment, sin, and the law. But in the next 29 books, the New Testament, he was talking about salvation and redemption. And the same thing in the book of Isaiah. The first 39 chapters, God was talking about the law, judgment, and sin. And when you read the next 27 chapters in the book of Isaiah, God is talking about his redemption plan, which was Jesus Christ. It's amazing to know that 720 years before Christ was born, God spoke to Isaiah and gave him a preview of what's going to happen 700 and 20 years later something that he was not even going to experience but 720 years before christ was born god revealed it to isaiah and the word of god says for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulder And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. We spoke about that last week. Mighty God. We're going to speak about that tonight. Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. How many know that you serve a mighty God? You know, look look at the person next to them and tell them, I serve a mighty God. I serve a mighty God. These are words that you shouldn't mumble. These are words that you shouldn't say in silence. These are words that you should declare every single day in your life. I serve a mighty God. How many serve a mighty God today? The word gobar in Hebrew means mighty or powerful. And today we use those words in so many different ways that we have lost the meaning of that word. For those that like baseball, and and you see a a baseball player batting, hitting home runs, you, 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 you will say that he's a powerful player, especially those that play with the Mets. It's a joke. If you look at our nation, you will say that we have a powerful army. If you hear someone giving a good speech, you will say that was a powerful speech. 
But that phrase has lost its meaning because we use it in different terms. Today I want us to look more specifically at some of the description of Jesus' power and might. In John chapter 1 verse 3 we read, Through him all things are made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 says, For in him all things are created. Everything in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or power or rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him things hold together. It's amazing when he says everything was created through him and for him. This is the reason why we cannot take God out of our life because you and I were created for him and through him the reason you're here tonight is because God has created you for him and through him in other words God has a plan for you and me you are here today because God has a plan for you you did not wake up this morning because the alarm went on you woke up this morning because God had a plan for you today you didn't wake up this morning because you wanted to, to go and hang out. No, you got up this morning because God had a plan for you today. We were created by him, for him. So we, without God, we are dead because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you have life is you have Jesus in your life. Without Jesus, we are dead. What are some of the signs and some of the stories that declares that the God that we serve is Almighty God? When we look at the Word of God, we know that God, that Jesus went around healing people. He healed the blind. He healed the leopard. The Bible talks about this one lady Last week we talked about how in the Bible days they would give names to people according to their purpose or their destiny in their life. But today in days we give names out of nowhere. And I think my parents were one of those people. What, what kind of person would name their son Norby? <laughs> I have friends that tell me, what is a Norby? <laughs> but in those days, people were giving names according to their purpose and their destiny and life. But the Bible talks about this lady. She was sick for many years. She had a sickness. But the Bible does not mention her name. Every time the Bible mentions somebody's name, you need to understand it's because it's somebody that's important. Somebody that has a high position. But this lady's name is not mentioned in the Bible. 
But the Bible says that this woman suffered for so many years. She had an issue of blood. The Bible says that she suffered in the hands of her own doctors. The Bible says that she spent everything that she had. The Bible also says that this woman was considered impure. So she lost her friends. She lost her family. Nobody could get close to this woman. Because if you would touch this woman, you would consider impure. But this lady had heard about the God Almighty. This woman heard that this God was healing people. This woman heard that this God was setting people free. But she heard that he was about to pass by where she was at. So all of a sudden her situation changed a little bit. She got a little bit of hope in her. Because she heard that this master was going to pass by where she was. And she said, if I know if he touches me, I will be healed. But the thing with this lady was that as she was standing there waiting for the master, the closer she heard the crowd coming towards her, the more excited she got because she knew that the master, the God Almighty, was going to walk by her. So when she heard the crowd getting closer and closer, I could imagine that she closed her eyes and she was like, finally, after so many years, my sickness is going to go away. But all of a sudden, the master, the God Almighty, the one that she felt could heal her, walks by her and continues walking. But this lady in her situation, she said, if he won't touch me, I'm going to touch him. And this lady got some bonus in her. And she went after the master. There are times in our life that we got to go after the master. There are times, there are situations in our life that we got to go after the king of kings. This lady touched the hem of his garment. And all of a sudden, he turned around and he asked, who touched me? Man, you probably can't touch the hem of his garment. But in your midnight hours, if you open up your mouth and call upon the name of Jesus, he will turn around and say, hold on a minute. Who touched me? There is power in your praise. There is power when you open up your, your mouth and you call upon the name that's above all names. There's power in your praise. He turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, what, 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 what do you mean who touched you? With all these people surrounding you, how can you say who touched you? And Jesus said, 
something came out of me. And he looked at the woman and he said, your faith has made you hold. Jesus is the God Almighty. And he is the only God can, that can declare that. Because there is no other God that can change a woman's life. There is no other God that can heal somebody that's been sick for so many years. There is no other God that can resurrect somebody from the dead. He is the Lord God Almighty. The Bible also talks about a story that Jesus was with the disciples in a boat. And Jesus went to sleep. And all of a sudden a storm arose. And the disciples panicked. They didn't know what to do when they said, but we're here in the middle of the storm. And Jesus is chilling. He's sleeping. Sleeping. Ain't it bad sometimes to feel like God is just sleeping? That you're alone? That he's not there? But I want you to know that God is there. I preached this not so long ago. I'd rather have God in my boat sleeping than me in my boat alone. As long as he's there, I'm okay. And they woke up Jesus and he, and he asked, why do you fear? And he gets up and he tells the storm to stop. And the storm stops. And the disciples tell him, who is this man that can talk to the water, to the storm, and calm the storm? Not only does he calm the storms, but there was a time when he walked on water. In your storm, God will take you through your hand and make you walk on the water. In your storm, God will get up and tell the storm, chill out because he's my son. There was a time that John the Baptist, he doubted if God was there. He was locked up and he was wondering where was the God that he had been speaking about? Where is the God that he had been preaching? Where is the God that he knew had healed people? In Matthew chapter 11 verse 2, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured, and deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. There he was in his situation, and God is just telling him what's going on around him. What is God telling us with this? That in your situation, 
believe that he's working on your behalf. The Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So anything that God allows me to go in life, I know that my life is in his hands. The Bible says in Colossians 1, 16 to 17, 17, for in him all things were created. We read it. Everything was created. The stars were created by him. The moon was created by him. And not only was it created by him, but it is sustained by him. You and I are sustained by God. We are in the master's hand. We are in the hands of almighty God. The enemy has probably come against you. But remember that the Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he is for me, who can be against me? We see the power of God even in his death. Jesus endured ridicule. He endured the pain that he suffered on the cross. The betrayal of his closest friend. And he endured the penalty of your sin and my sin. But what's amazing about Jesus was that he even determined when he was going to die. When he looked up and said, it is finished. The God that we serve is so mighty that the devil does not determine when he's going to die. He determined it is finished. So I'm here to tell you today that the devil cannot tell you when you're finished. God has the last word in your life. When God said it is finished, then it's finished. But until then, he has a plan for your life. There are benefits in his power. One thing you and I need to understand is that God is a man that will keep his promise. And everything that he has told you will come to pass. Everything that God has promised you will come to pass. He is not a man that he shall lie. What he said will be completed in your life. He promised us eternal life. Jesus promised that not only he can give us eternal life, what he has given to us, no one, no one can take it away. The, 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 the eternal life that God has promised you and me, can nobody take it away. 
John 10, 28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand and the Father's are one. Therefore, Hebrews seven twenty nine says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. The mighty God that we serve has given us eternal life through Jesus Christ. You know, we're celebrating Christmas. And people celebrate Christmas for different reasons. There are those that celebrate just the, the baby the main, in the manger. But they don't celebrate Jesus on the cross. And there are those that celebrate Jesus on the cross, but they don't celebrate the resurrected Jesus. Christmas is for us. Because we don't only celebrate baby Jesus we celebrate the one that died for us but we don't only celebrate the one that died for us we celebrate the one that resurrected for us so everybody celebrates Christmas a beautiful time of the year we sing it throughout the year it's a beautiful event we family gets together uh, and we eat all the good food during Christmas. Our Spanish people, we like arroz con gandule, pernil, pasteles, ham. Um, some people, eat, I don't know what you guys eat, but that's what we eat. It's the time of the year that we eat the best. And, and those that, that know me, they know I, I, I love to cook, and I, I, I cook the best for Christmas. God bless you. <laughs> But Christmas, it's all about Jesus. It's not about the gifts. It's not how expensive gifts that you, that you buy for your kids. It, it, it's not about eating. Christmas is about celebrating the life of our Savior, the Almighty God. But one thing that we can be sure of is that this mighty God that we serve, he is able to help you and meet you where your needs are at. The mighty God that we serve, he will draw close to the person who feels loneliness. He will give strength to the one who is full of fear. He will provide comfort to the one whose heart is broken. The mighty God that we serve will give direction to the one who doesn't know which way to turn. The mighty God that we serve, he will provide finances, jobs, relationship to those that call upon his name. The mighty God that we serve will give courage to the one who is discouraged. 
the mighty God that we serve will protect and defend the one who feels that life has come crumbling down. The mighty God that we serve, he will be your healer in your time of sickness. He will be your peace in your time of confusion. He will be your joy in your time of sadness. That is the mighty God that we serve. That no matter what we go through in life, no matter what mountain stands in front of us, God is still in the business of moving mountains for his children. God is still in the business of healing those that are sick. God is still in the business of giving life, peace, and joy to those that need it. And I don't know about you, but there are times in my life that I need to know that the mighty God is working on my behalf. How many can say amen? He is the God almighty. And he's the only one that could declare those words. Because everyone that has come and go could probably declare something, but does not have the evidence to show it. Only the God that we serve was able to raise the dead. Only the God that we serve is able to heal the sick. Only the God that we serve can tell the storm to stop. That is the mighty God that we serve. So this Christmas, when we look at the baby in a manger, remember that those little hands are the same hands that are sustaining you today. Remember that those were the same hands that the carpenter made tables and door frames while he was growing up. Remember that those were the same hands that the nails went through for you and me. So this Christmas, remember that we serve a mighty God. Isaiah just gave us a picture of who God was going to be in the future. Jesus Christ. Almighty God. The God that's never late, but he's on time. The God that when you call upon him, he will work on your behalf. The God that in your troubles and in your trials, he will be there for you. How many trust the mighty God that we serve? We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.